You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro, and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners, and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health, and happiness. And today I sat down with Owen Wright, the legendary surfer. He suffered a brain injury from a massive wipeout in 2015. And Owen took a year to recover from that wipeout and had to relearn how to properly walk and surf again. His return to competition in 2017 is now the stuff of legend as Owen Wright won his first competition in one of the most emotionally charged surf comebacks in history. Owen explains the importance of never giving up and having a strong intention to achieve his goals and dreams. He and I discuss insights into how you can look after your well-being by resting your brain and the importance of routine to facilitate recovery and stress reduction. And that's important for anyone who's living a modern Western lifestyle now, nowadays, just really to look after that and giving it that rest. And he gave lots of tips around that. So it's like a muscle. Your brain needs time to recover, to facilitate maximum output and to work to its optimum. Owen has become a master in this art. We also talk about Owen's top health practices and tips of recovering to look after your brain. He explains his routine that has enabled him to come back into the top 10 of the professional surfing league in the world. And without further ado, let's get right into it. I have Owen right with me today. He's number seven at the moment in the world in, in surfing, correct me if I'm wrong there, and um, has been around for a long time, has had an epic journey from from to so many different touch points and, and changes in his life since since he started surfing and um, I'm so honored that he made time to come into our office and and record this podcast for for us and and for the listeners so thank you very much for coming thank you for having me yeah cool so cool hey um yeah. before we go into all the deep end like how did you actually get into surfing in the first place um well a lot to do with my old man he was uh, just a keen surfer from, I guess, from a generation that was pretty frowned upon. Um, like surfing started out here in Australia, kind of as like the the, the outcast, the, the you know the society's bludgers, um, and you know his parents. It was kind of definitely not promoted at all. So um, he kind of was skipping skipping off trains on the weekend and shooting down to Colborough, which is where I grew up. And, and then, yeah, so his passion for surfing is where mine grew from. Right, so you yeah. started really young? Started really young, probably around five years old. Um, probably just in the water before that as well. Um, and then we just, yeah, it just was nonstop, surfing, surfing, surfing. And, um, you know, you get to that age, I think, around you kind of, I reckon around 18, 19, I think. And you start to go, well, is this what I want to do or is this something that I just have done my whole life? And, um, yeah, it was definitely a passion of mine. So um, I was pretty thankful for the childhood and the opportunities that I had when I was growing up, which were just, you know, a dad that would stop work and take us to all these great surfing locations and um, had us as a priority over over work as such and... Um, even you know taking us two different jobs at, to 
incorporate surf trips as well. So very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Quite a good childhood. Mm. And did you did you compete quite early on, or was it when when you were nineteen and you made that decision? I competed from when I was about ten years old. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to compete in everything. Uh, I guess I'm just starting to figure that out now with my own having a son myself as like and seeing kids a lot more is that you know kids just have certain things that they just really want to do and um yeah like i can remember my dad saying he was trying to to hold us back like like don't you don't need to compete you don't you know don't do all these competitions just do. we ended up still doing about six or seven competitions a year <laughs> even at the age of 10 wow. so but that was just you know that's where a big part of my friend group has come from um yeah just i've known these people forever wow so, yeah it's been and they're they're all doing it at the same same time yeah so, yeah oh yeah. amazing yeah. yeah yeah and um when do you think it sort of took off for you i guess you know for for some time it was sort of amateur just mm-hmm. you know a th- thing to do but but at one stage you probably went really into the professional line yeah um i went into well, more professional I think it was, I left school and um, with that, dad was like, well, you need to be doing eight hours a day of something, you know, <laughs> if you're not doing eight hours a day of school or, yeah. you know, work or you need to be filling your day with eight hours a day of surfing, you know, he just was a pretty big believer in an idle mind was kind of got up to no good eventually. <laughs> so um, I took it on a bit more seriously from then and... Um, yeah, then I was on tour by 19. Oh, well, I was doing tour tour events at 17, but full-time tour at 19. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's tw- 10 years ago. So, yeah. Doing it ever since. Very cool. And, yeah. you know, when you compete in that, so can you... Would you say that everyone who is sort of in, in, in that circle, they have worked for a long time towards it and have just that passion from a really young age to get into you know professional sports like that um i think there's some guys don't get into it until they're later in life mm-hmm. and a, a friend of mine kai otten he was a, a lot older when he got into surfing and he just kind of went straight to the top but he had that passion mm. um to really just kind of have that mind that keeps wanting to progress and he just progressed faster than everyone else and caught up and went past them. Wow. So um, you can, you don't have to be from like a full child prodigy. Hmm. Um, you can be later as well. It just depends on on how fast you get it and how fast you can click and work things out. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, would you have said that? Would you say that in terms of the progression of like you know being competing international that you would. Uh, for people who don't know 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 your exact path, were you straight away quite in the top group, or did it take years and saying, okay, last time I was tenth, then I was seventh, and you know, would it go like that, or did you actually shoot through the top of that quickly? Um, well, through each age group, growing up, I was at the top. Hmm. Um, I'd had world, a world title at sixteen, and then I just missed out. I got a second in the world title at and at eighteen. Um, and then I qualified in the top young, well, I was very young to qualify at 19, but it was in the top bracket. Um, and then 
first year on tour, I was then I started to, you know, it's still a top bracket. I, I finished my first year at seventh um, and then climbed to third after that. And um, yeah, so I, I felt throughout my career had been in the top bracket of each age. Um, but then once you get passed onto the world tour, you're against, you know, Kelly Slater, who had been on tour for your entire life <laughs> um, as you were growing up. So, um, yeah, we're kind of competing against masters then. Mm. And, then and you were kind of a rookie as such. Yeah. Um, and that was definitely a harder slog for sure at 19. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you live off that straight away? Like something, if you don't mind me asking, like, you know, because there's a lot of travel involved, of course. Yeah. 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 Well, luckily we had, um, we had sponsors that helped, you know, with all the travel and the expenses, like we got high cars, houses, airplane tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're just probably spending a uh, hundred grand just wow. in travel a year. Wow. Which is like huge. And you can't yeah. do that without support. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, the support I had was Rip Curl. Um, I had some, uh, a few other sponsors for eyewears and, you know, things like that that helped. Yeah, yeah, cool. That go along. Mm. Yeah. That was, the, that was the passion and the dream and that was the support. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, it must be an amazing lifestyle if you're into it, like traveling the world, like being just a beautiful locations with amazing waves hey i think uh, you know i i liked it but there's definitely times where i go i'm traveling the world and i haven't seen home yeah um yeah. so you have that still that kind of double edge but then you're at home and you're like oh i'd like to travel the world <laughs> so um yeah it's kind of a kind of you know it just depends on how you're feeling at the time i think you can be feeling tired and like oh, i just want to be at home mm-hmm. yeah yeah it certainly can be a job, hey? Oh, it can be a job. Well, it kind of turned into a job about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. 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 For a particular reason? Um, yeah, just more so just family coming and, yeah. you know, um, just uh, you, you, when you first start out, you, it's all all passion, but then there's a part of it that is a future and, a, you know, a job and there's mm. all these and that and jobs are great you know they give you stability in in you know your child's future your future you know what where you want to go in life so um there's all those like kind of beautiful things of going oh this is a job as well as my passion now mm. and it kind of made it a bit of a transition yeah so yeah it was welcomed <laughs> okay cool yeah so what happened what happened then like soon soon after actually you 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 went to Hawaii like was it about four years ago by now? Yeah, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, about four years ago, um, I had uh, I was in Hawaii. I was going for a, a world title. I think I was coming fifth at the time. Um, there was you know, the, there's like a lot of free surfing that happens happens in warm ups and things like that for. Meaning you can do whatever you want? You can do whatever you want, yeah. but you're practicing specifically for that wave or that competition coming up. Yeah. And um, so we, we're practice, I was practicing at that wave the day before the competition and it was massive. Um, yeah, and then I took a wipeout right, right before the competition started. But I was feeling as good as I've ever felt, ready to go. And um, 
yeah, it took a wipeout that yeah, it changed the course of my life for sure. It um, got a, I'd had a series of concussions leading up to that. That um, uh, when that day I was practicing, I got another one and it's tipped the scales into a traumatic brain injury. So you had actually two, did you say? I had a series of them. Oh right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that and that's a lot of the research that's kind of coming out now is that um, it often often there's a series of concussions that can lead to a major concussion, which is oh, okay. Which is how my which is how my um, severe concussion and traumatic brain injury was so bad. Is oh. I had I had some smaller ones leading up to that. Mm. Okay, so it wasn't one big hit. It was actually part of your job is having wipe-ups. That's right, yeah. part of the job. So you can't stop these you know, minor ones from happening. Yeah. Um, but they, they do happen. And, and yeah, it's just that was kind of the start for our sport to re start recognizing that oh, these, these, these concussions are happening. Mm. We're just not picking up on them. Yeah. Um, because obviously we're out in the ocean and we don't we're not on a field and with you know people can watch us yeah and whatnot so kind of disappearing between waves and being shaken about it's kind of out of sight so, yeah 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 so yeah. so overall concussions are actually probably not that unusual for a surface right no not at all not at yeah all. yeah it's been it's been happening for a long time and um there was a another guy uh who had a really serious concussion on tour and He was off for about six to eight months. Um, he had a lot of problems. I won't mention names, but mm. you know, he never spoke about his story, and it never, it it, it just wasn't um, for him. It just wasn't one of those things that he went into. Mm. But um, yeah, for me, it was right there. It was right in front of everyone. The cameras were there. That it was. I was going for a world title, so it happened, and it was big news. And you know, it. Um, Yeah, I st I feel okay to talk about it, yeah, yeah, and bring awareness to, you know, to it, and try and help some other people that either have a traumatic traumatic brain injury or a concussion or anything along those lines. Yeah, so help them along their journey. Yeah, I really respect that, and mm. I guess some something that people might not understand is like life is not the same once it happens. I I imagine mm -hmm. like. Did you have to go to the hospital? I mean, were you even able to, like, were you completely wiped out and actually very different person? Mm. So on these, on the early times, there's a lot of stuff I don't have the actual memory of, but I can tell you a story that I've been told. <laughs> so, wow. you know, that's, yeah. that's, it, wow. that's the severity of it. See. You know, I, there's those things that I don't know, mm -hmm. but I can tell you a story, which is what I've been told. So, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I went to hospital. Um, yeah, it was, I think, from what people have told me, there was a lot of commotion. I, I made it back up to my... Um, I made it back up to the house that I was staying in and then um, went to... Um, there was so much swelling in my brain, apparently, that that's when um, there was a minor bleed happen. Hmm. And... Um, that's when I got rushed to hospital and I was kind of in and out of uh, consciousness, they were saying, and mm. um, all kinds of things were happening. So I um, stayed in the hospital probably a good 
three weeks um, until I was stable. Um, And then there was some touch and go whether or not I was going to have to stay the six months in Hawaii before I could fly or whether or not to put me on a plane um, to come home. They decided to put me on a plane to come home and um, there was obviously complications of doing that. Um, Flying's not that great for Mm. anything to do with swelling your brain. Um, And then, yeah, that was, there's lots of, lots of things that were struggling there. Like um, there was trouble with walking, um, speech, memory, um, like post-traumatic amnesia, which is um, kind of two times a day that was as reported as to like, where am I? What am I doing? How do I get here? No idea whatsoever. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Um, Get me to... uh, yeah, I want to go surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can't go surfing. Kind of like all those types of yeah. things that, um, you know, my brain was almost in a bit of a blissful state because it, um, <laughs> the brain, it doesn't, it was in so much trauma that it, it a natural response is to forget. Wow. <laughs> so it just wasn't, ah. wasn't filing away. And yeah, I think yeah. if it was, it would, It'd be too hard for it to process. Right. So, and that's a natural response to actually not over overwhelm you. Totally. It's almost a natural protective well, mechanism. Yeah. Right. That it has, which is I've come to appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess it. Yeah. It must. Yeah. So, so during that time, it was probably more stressful for for your support people actually than for you because you were in that state. Uh huh. A lot more stressful for your support people. And yeah. That's probably one thing that I could share with people. You know that the support that I had was as good as it gets. And, um, you know, it's a lot harder on them in the beginning than it is for yourself, even though you're the one with the actual injury. Yeah. Um, you're a complete dependent pretty much. You're dependent on them. And, um, so that's where it becomes a lot more stressful for them because, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that go on in those early stages that they have to help with. I guess also identifying that something is really wrong if you, you know, might not feel like that, you know. Especially if it hasn't been identified that you have have, have got a concussion, you know. Like yeah. you might be just at home laying around, I can't get up, what's going on with me? Um, I mean, for sure. Um, you know, I've definitely had friends that have said, oh, like I just was at home for three weeks and I just could not, like... I was exhausted. I couldn't move and things like yeah. that and trace it back and like, oh, like they had a concussion. Um, wow. So there's definitely a lot of those. Where there's just no awareness and, and it's, it's, I haven't heard it much as, as a combination like when I think about other sports that have a lot of impact, like people on people like in, in, mm-hmm. in, um, NFL or what have you, you know, like I get that. But I guess people don't make the connection between surfing and actually that the brain could, could be so shaken that it starts bleeding right that's basically what it is because mm-hmm. yeah right. yeah yeah for sure um yeah my scans were pretty bad so <laughs> that's um all from you know just being shaken that there was con- bruises in different areas of the brain mm. um and yeah i guess that connection with surfing there's been a lot of professionals that have made that connection but um i think it 
my accident was right at a time when there was some different movies coming out about concussion in the football world. There was obviously the, um, like, it was kind of just coming to light in that uh, NFL mm. over there. Mm. Um, and a bit, a bit of like a scandal or a cover-up, so to speak, and it was kind of in the headlines. Mm. Um, and then that's kind of when... Um, you know, it it hit surfing as well, um, which is I was taken out of the world title race because of a concussion, mm. um, and that was now like a lot of the a lot of the WSL support staff and um, not that they weren't trained in it before, mm-hmm. they just didn't make the connection that it's happening in surfing as well. Yeah, um, and now they're completely trained and eyes for it. They know exactly what to do um this st- we're still working on a protocol um as to like what they have in football when you see them and say oh well, you're out for two weeks no matter what if you that player goes down in concussion or they see some different signs of a concussion then they have to come off complete tasks and things like that that's a bit harder to implement in surfing when it's only one other guy you're against if you come out for 10 minutes to do a 10 minute concussion test uh there's no more time left in your heat wow um so you're kind of yeah it's been hard to get a protocol right for it but um uh a lot of other sports have really good protocols now hmm. which means that also the the flow-on effect on on the body can can be less right you know if you're careful afterwards or you realize okay i need to rest i can't have another concussion because then it would be really bad these these That's types right. of things so it's a long-term strategy that is actually good for their career yeah yeah for sure um and there's you know handfuls of i think surfers in the past and other um you know afl and football and they've had to re- they've, you know had eight concussions and they're retired at 24 wow it, because they brain can't handle anymore not because it's like oh it's we're trying to be safe or per you know yeah you just can't you just won't be able to handle it yeah. um you're talking about your brain which controls every function in your body mm. and you're just shaking it up so many times that it, it doesn't find balance again yeah um so you know there's a lot of guys out there that in surfing that I've spoken to since my accident that um, it's brought a bit of peace of mind to them and their family about what was happening with them um, because mm. they just they were, they were curious to know how mine happened what was it what were my side effects what were my symptoms what what was I still dealing with how long was I dealing with it for and answering those questions to those guys it helped them go click off those like light bulbs in their mind going oh i took that wipeout there it was a it was directly after that wipeout my family thought i had you know depression mood problems blah 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 mm. all those types of things and, and it just starts clicking off for them about the troubles that they faced either by themselves or with their family mm. um so it was and i don't know it's kind of a a thing in surfing that people were aware that it was happening or people knew that these types of accidents were happening, but mm. um, just kind of wasn't brought to light. 
So, so after a while of people telling you that you're not allowed to, to serve, and maybe you, you slowly recognize that yourself, what did that do to your psyche? Like, what, because it's like such a snap. Suddenly, your life would would have been so different, and your body would have been so different. Um, geez, I think you know, even when I was uh, be seven or eight months in, I was still trying to. I didn't cancel the whole year um, because I kept thinking that I was okay, um, which I'm sure the WSO were aware that I wasn't <laughs> not okay, but they went along with what I was. Oh, look, I'm, I could be back next week. I haven't started surfing yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll be fine. Um, you know, so there was definitely those those moments that they kind of helped me guide me through and mm -hmm. had the phone calls with me and yeah. uh, whatnot but um i started surfing again um later in the year and um it was pretty sporadically um there was lots of side effects from going to do it uh huh. I'd, i'd started surfing on soft tops and mouths and whatnot um but i had to make the, the jump eventually to a short board um yeah so it started from getting to my feet to just you know laying down on a board but at each step it was all you know overwhelming for the senses in the brain and whatnot so it took yeah. it took a long time yeah to get to a stage where i was surfing but even then it's like okay how do you get from just like you can surf now to you need to be a professional yeah. athlete and compete in 11 events Twelve events a year, um, travel the world, um, not just surf in small waves, but surf in huge waves, mm. um, and surf hours a day. Yeah. So there was there's quite a process involved to get back there. Yeah, what were the tools that you found that that helped you the most? So I I tried so many different things yeah. over the course of um, the years. Still do. Um, but I guess that's, I think one of the biggest things was, is to like never give up searching on what's going to work, um, on how that works. Um, and yeah, still have to say that's probably the biggest thing because there's been times that I'd plateaued and just stopped searching. And, um, there were the times that definitely I didn't make as many improvements, um, Like improvements are harder to make with the, with the brain because you're pushing an organ that controls everything. So you push that, you exercise that. You know, say if you, you know, lift a weight, you're tearing that muscle for mm. it to regrow and be strong. So mm. you push your brain. You're basically giving yourself symptoms wow. for it to strengthen. So part of recovery is to not give up and completely regain your life as it was so that was yeah that was probably the the second thing to the recovery is that um don't stop until you can completely regain your life uh, and completely handle those things and and take them take little bits at a time um to uh, you're going to have side effects on your first start but it's to push through those side effects until you can handle it all 
So that was kind of a, that was, that was the journey, journey as such. Yeah. Um, some of the tools that helped me deal with those side effects um, was from hyperbaric chambers, um, really good naturopaths. Um, I stayed away. I stayed away from medications as such. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I found this thing for exercises that was called uh, DNS, um, uh, which is dynamic neuromuscular stabilization, and it's all the. So when you're a baby, basically when you're born, and and then you. I watched it with my son, right? Um, and they just roll over naturally or they uh, crawl naturally. Um, they get up naturally in a certain way. They pull themselves up. They lay on their belly and posture, hold their head up. Um, they're all neuro pathways that we're born with. And um, n- over the years, you kind of have those, you know, with injuries and whatnot can break down and you change and they're just, you know, some people's postures go and some people, things just change. Um, and I guess with the head injury, uh, a lot of those things changed. Um, and the fastest way back I found to all my ability to balance and um, hold my muscles and posture correctly um, was through these exercises, which were like basically baby's exercises, you know, from crawling patterns to um, uh, just even stabilizing on on my belly. Um, just really, really um, basic things, mm-hmm. but they they're really challenging, um, and the further you progress along in them, the harder they get. Um, but they're uh, basically just those neuropathies that we're born with. So getting back to those, it was, they were so freeing um, for my body, yeah. especially. Uh, and also freeing, helping me with clarity in my brain because my body was now m- moving more effort- effortlessly, which is what I needed it to do. Mm. So I could... Uh, compete or not just compete but you know surf again yeah um which was giving me less side effects because my body was doing things more effortlessly what are side effects that like what would they be uh you can have uh from anxieties to different flight flight fight or flight um things that get triggered off um over adrenalized no sleep um headaches fogginess uh get to the end of the day and just you know you could be asked for a spoon and it could take you 10 minutes to figure out what a spoon is wow just kind of and that was you know eight months after wow so like these these exercises and things like that were just prolonging that space before the fog or before the headache or before the things like that came in so um, I found that a really, really benefit, a huge benefit actually, because my job is quite physical. So, <laughs> yeah, quite. <laughs> and I was trying to get my job back at that stage. So, yeah. Um, 
that's why that one worked well yeah worked well for myself yeah did you did you have some sort of professional psychological support in, in those times i can just imagine that if i mean i've never been well i'm not aware that i'm i've been really depressed ever or ever completely compromised in in my life but i, I do know that i've struggled in my life where you know it's difficult to be around me or you know just to people couldn't relate to what was happening you know often came from stress and stuff like that really mm -hmm. but um i don't know it's it, you know it places really a, a burden on on other people or just like that's difficult for them too right how did you sort of manage that i'm sure there's a lot of love from your supporters and that's probably what drove them through it and all the rest of it but but were you quite strategic and like okay how how can we make this happening and you know go through this long long journey of recovery i had lots of support yeah. I, i was very lucky i had um sports psychologists i had my um neurologist who was um professor paul mcquarrie um and he yeah we we didn't use medication we used all, psychologists we used support systems we used these exercise things um uh yeah but the psychology of of these head injuries are definitely a huge part to you know be propped up um i had lots of lots of different strategies i had so you i know it sounds a bit funny but um Your brain really likes um, patterns and repetition. Uh, I know there's probably like a bit of, you know, push out there recently, like try things new and explore and, you know, to, you know, go and put yourself in a place where you're, you know, completely, you know, unknown, but your brain actually struggles in those places. And when I, my brain was already struggling, we... Basically, it was all about patterns and repetition. Um, so no matter how I felt in the morning, I would do the same pattern and repetition. Um, and that could often set my... It was like a set, uh, a set for the brain. Yeah. That uh, it wouldn't, you know, usually it goes off track during the day anyway. Like that was part of... And this is part of the learning about these, you know, that helped with the psychology and psychologists and things like that that would be chatting to me along the way is that as long as I got those sets in um, your brain would naturally start to come through um, mm -hmm. out of kind of trauma yeah so um, yeah if you're I mean I guess that is part of the you know psychological help is actually to get to really form a really good start to your day um which it's got nothing to do with psychology but it's like you're just if you just have a routine it was just basically a routine um and then obviously just see how the rest of the day's get, day went but yeah. um to me like what you describe is basically normally the brain has a lot of capacity and you know there's quite a bit of you know capacity also to do new things but if, uh -huh. if it's compromised by bleeding by I trauma mean, yeah right you know so many programs might not or many much of the capacity is not actually available at that moment mm -hmm. so if you actually say right okay normally i'm walking somehow i'm not walking like a 
child anymore where it's really effortlessly I actually use a lot I'm not really efficient with it mm -hmm. so to bring it back and actually release much more of the brain from this task I will learn again the most efficient way to do that which is what the baby does yes and so you go there and basically just just reduce the effort that needs to be done for moving right yes yeah, yeah. reduce the effort that needed to be done for moving reduce the effort that you know you wake up in the morning instead of going what am I going to do to do today mm -hmm. that's like quite a bit of thought that <laughs> goes into that that I do now okay <laughs> what's today doing Whereas then it was like no thought. There's just one routine. You do that routine, get your brain set. Wow. And yeah, that's kind of a, that, that capacity was so reduced that it had to be really efficient. Sometimes you just wouldn't be able to do it and that was okay. But it was the intention set of like that's, that's your routine to do that. Yeah. Um, to bring your brain back into a bit more of kind of bandwidth and being able to yeah uh use use more of your brain um, yeah. but yeah it was kind of like re a lot of reduced yeah. things early on and then as it got on it was more like okay take your start to take your brain to those areas those new areas slowly introduce those each step i slowly introduce new things there was always you know one step forward three steps back yeah it was a lot of the a lot of the time but um yeah that intention of kind of to keep moving forwards even though you are going to take steps back but that's I guess like anything if that you're going to exercise and try to grow yeah so it's like a it basically was like a muscle you know yeah yeah it sounds like that um and there's like a lot of the psychological help that i received at the start too you know you just don't feel like it's ever gonna heal but I guess if you break both your legs, um, you don't think you're ever going to walk again. Like mm. you're sitting there, you, 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 but eventually everything heals and you're not just walking again. You can walk fast, you can run and then you're sprinting. You can do all that again. It all heals. So, mm. And I guess it's the same with the brain. Did you ever struggle during that time? Because it sounds like you just had a plan and you were executing it. It sounds easy from my side, but was, well, it, was it, yeah? No, not at all. Like, <laughs> that was not easy for sure. Like, like there was times I couldn't execute the, the intention that I'd set. Or what, not just myself, but my, neuro, my neurologist and my psychologist. And they're kind of all working together as a team, um, um, as, along with the physical trainers. Um, they were kind of... We all had that intention to go that way, but we all knew that there's going to be plenty of days that are completely backwards. Um, plenty of times where, you know, all the things that you, you kind of want to move forwards are just not there. So actually, I had this great picture of what a head injury recovery looks like. And it literally had like a start line. I wish I could show you, but there was like this. Yeah, here, here we, we go. go. I'll draw it here here's the start start line and then here's the finish of where you're going to finish with your head injury oh, yeah. like you're at the bottom here this is what a head injury looks like wow it's not one graph it's actually just going all over the place and then you get forward. there and eventually wow that's like a labyrinth that is a head injury recovery right there <laughs> and that I didn't make that up mm. that came from a professor <laughs> 
So <laughs> looks like spaghetti. And I often referred back to that photo. Uh, yeah. Or that picture. Yes. Was like, you know. Yeah. I'm moving forwards, but there is just it is just a complete mess. Um, but it, that intention of going forwards. That's why I kind of touched on that at the start. Is that that intention to never give up? Yeah. Uh, to keep going forwards is is basically the biggest. I think were the biggest tool. Yeah. Because uh, then you can find what you need to find. You you might bump into people you need to bump into. Things like that. If you have that, like oh, I'm still striving to mm. get where I need to go. Yeah. Um, no matter how much that goes off track and yeah yeah. Well, that's actually a lot of help, I guess, that people just understand. It's not a linear process. You might go almost back to the starting point, but mm -hmm. I'm sure like with the coaches that you had, they probably would explain the brain also like the brain does that and then mm. can go further after that, but it just needs to reset completely for a moment again. Mm. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, I had that analogy. I had other analogies of like, okay, you wanted to grow your muscle. Like, What if you just lifted a weight that was too big? Yes. There's too much tearing mm -hmm. and you get lactic acid and mm -hmm. then you're limping around on that you know after you did squats or something or if you did that you can't lift up the lifting up a piece of paper is hard because you've just lifted a hundred kilo weight the day before mm -hmm. so it's the same with the brain if you took off too much you've got these side effects in your brain that now finding a spoon is too hard mm -hmm. because you've you've just taken off too much yeah so you know it's kind of those little analogies that i kept always referring back to as that it's going to get better yeah um, but yeah there's it's a process and it's like a it's a muscle did you ever think you wouldn't make it oh man so many times <laughs> yeah um i think you know even at the start of this year like there's still things that i'm trying to achieve um with my body and training and and pushing myself back to the level that i believe i was before the accident um the start of this year, I had the, that exact thought, oh, I don't think I'm going to get there. Like, I just don't, I don't know if it's possible. Mm. Um, and sure enough, I've, I uh, just kept pushing and pushing and I, I had a lot of, lot more side effects again this, at the start of this year, but um, I, I had that intention and I bumped into the person I needed to bump into and I ran with that and... And then now I'm through that stage again and I've got so much more improvement that I could ever have imagined out of uh, out of that area that mm. I, at the start of this year, I had that same feeling. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get there. Mm. So, um, and I guess that's where these recoveries, you can kind of stop, but a lot of them are just in life as well. You know, like you, you take on a new challenge, it seems kind of a bit impossible the start but you start taking steps you have the conversations you, you get into it and then yeah all of a sudden you're doing it yeah so, um yeah do you ever see that as a blessing what happened to you so is there any any silver lining to say actually you know um hmm. i do yeah yeah yes and no <laughs> there's times i'm like that was just trauma you don't need yeah. it yes yeah <laughs> you know and then other times i'm like well I guess there's a lot of things that I'm a lot better at now purely because that was so bad Yeah, you know, that it's just given me a bit more perspective on like, um, you know, outside of surfing now I do a lot more things. Whereas before I was 
just to as just surfing as such um whereas now i kind of do a lot of different things um purely because i feel like i've learned to just switch off one area and go into a different area maybe just not surfing for so long and you know having lots of different things has helped that part of my brain just kind of click into gear Hmm. i am a lot older now too it's been a long time <laughs> oh you're coming across extremely wise now <laughs> maybe you've always to. been i didn't meet you before the accident <laughs> i don't <Yeah>. know <laughs> <laughs> i i could imagine that there's a lot of gratefulness probably coming from from that point of like wow you know i wasn't able to know what a spoon is and now you know i'm competing on the world tour again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no it's definitely pretty grateful for the for the um the support that i had around me and and um yeah, the journey itself, you can kind of sit back sometimes and um, I get them a few times a year, I'd say, and sit back and just really, uh, a lot of people don't like to say it, but sometimes I, I get back, sit back and I do feel quite proud of what I came through. And, All right, um, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, yeah, just feel like that nice feeling of like, man, that's a long way to go. And uh, not a long way, that you've come a long way. So yeah. That kind of feeling is a nice feeling to have well listening to you it sounds impressive because i could imagine when when the body's not doing what you want to do or it actually rebels when you go too fast and all of that that's um that's yourself like part of yourself is not collaborating with what where you want to go it, it must must be intense it's frustrating for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's for sure yeah i so, think there's a yeah for sure a lot of, a lot yeah that's ah, beautiful yeah. so and you're back back in it now yeah so um in august this year i completed i okay so what started my kind of last phase of recovery i was really struggling with um rotation so spinning oh okay um on the board on the board hmm. um and just on land <laughs> really struggling with uh just uh say jumping mm-hmm. on land let alone in the water um and now causing all different side effects uh from spasms to um oh, no like no sleep at all for a long time all right bro like, yeah. that's intense just yeah. from an exercise like that just from a move just movement. from a move yeah yeah yep. um and so that at the start of the year though i set the intention to take myself there um i had lots of different side effects went to hospital a few times again um just few just these side effects being so bad that that they ne- i needed to go to be monitored and got let out and whatnot and but um yep out found the people i need to find and did three to five times of monotonous routines and uh, rehab for a lot to do with my eyes spatial awareness um so i was still getting all the way up from the head injury to now every time i close my eyes or, or try and fall to sleep my body would shock itself back to consciousness because it loses its um bearing on where it sits in space and time i guess when you fall asleep you can kind of relax 
Mm. Whereas my brain didn't know where it was horizontally or vertically. So it perceives that it's in threat and danger. So it shocks awake. So um, the recovery I did has now completely stopped all of that. And um, I can spin. I can do airs. I have um, lots of efficiency in those areas now. Um, So, and that was all completed by August this year. Fantastic. Yeah, and that was three to five times a day. (laughs) Monotonous. Yeah. But, yeah. But when you think about your brain, so that, that the injury has stopped a long time ago. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with the brain as such other mm-hmm. than it's now a space that needs to be reorganized and, and needs needs to learn certain things again. Mm-hmm. So concussion will ha- happen to you again, right? That's, that, I mean, you know, and as you I've, said, like that's normal for surfing, right? I've had other concussions since. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's normal. Yeah. 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 So it's just the frequency that you want to watch so that you know, and, and anyone should watch during the day right the frequency of, of concussions oh yes yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i've had other ones since mm. but i know how to handle them wow i just yeah um i had i've had two or three since the major one wow yep um one was in hospital um but I was recovered within two weeks. Yeah. Um, so out of the nasty symptoms, um, the th- the things that I'm touching on with the eyes and the um, those types of kind of spatial awareness things, mm-hmm. they were long-lasting effects from my major one. So these other minor ones were like minor setbacks, but because I know how to handle them, I was almost like. This is a breeze. This is nothing. Yeah. These ones are like so easy to handle. So in <laughs> some sense, like the ones that I've had since are like gave me more confidence. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I need because I was a little bit nervous to. Yeah. Sometimes you get those things in life that get handed to you. And I had that major event, but I needed a minor one to break the ice yeah. of, hey, you're going to go back to your sport that you're going to get injured again. So, like, here's a little one <laughs> to show yourself that you can recover from it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had those along the way since then. But um, they've all been recovered and successful at it. But it's definitely something now that, now that I am, I think, completely recovered, I take a lot of precautionary measures and quite um, thoughtful around not doing things too sporadically in the surf yes right being you know helmets and okay making sure that i only take the right waves Uh, yeah so that's sort of part of the protocol that you're sort of thinking of and you you know that you would like to have other other surfers access to so that they know okay you know to actually avoid concussions to start with yes you know there are certain things to do and then i guess when you have a concussion, you now know through the small ones, mm. they can actually be handled because of what you know. They can be handled yeah. quite easily um, with the right with the right exercises, the right the right rehab, um, and the right amount of time frame. You can recover from them quite quickly. But mm. you get those small ones, and then you don't give it the right time frame. The next time you get another one, that time frame comes like times four. 
mm. get another one in that time frame then that time frame just wow. like just blows out and you've got all of a sudden people that are really struggling and really kind of lost their bearings on how this how it's all happened because it's been a series uh, that they haven't recovered from gotcha i think melanie has a question What's yep. the specific routine that you do to actually help yourself? You said now you really have that nailed down. You know exactly how to look after yourself when that happens. Yep. What would that be so other people kind of know when, you know, if something like that happens to them, mm-hmm. they have an idea of what might work for them? Okay, so I, I, uh, I don't surf. <laughs> it stops. <laughs> um, that's one. Then two is kind of uh, just kind of try and, relax with yourself mentally of like okay i'm not going to be able to perform the tasks that i usually perform each day Um, i think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from if you've got a concussion and then you're going to try and perform the same task you perform every day that's just not going to happen you're gonna you're gonna be huge anxiety depression there's like and and that all goes in two to three week time period but you can make life really hard for yourself in that two to three weeks. Mm. So uh, one of the big things is just kind of like all bets are off. Like don't, you know, there's some things you're going to need to do during the day, but, you know, that's not a major. You might not be able to get off the couch. You just might be completely wiped out. So just knowing that you're like, that's my priority in this next three weeks is recovery. Mm. So once you have that, um, then I... I would go back to uh, quite a basic exercise routine in the morning. Um, nothing to do with your heart rate, more just like different uh, DNS patterns. So mm-hmm. it was like quite easy postures um, because you've had a concussion. So your the brain's a bit inj- injured. So the patterns you'd be doing just to kind of re- let your body naturally kind of relax a bit more. Mm. Um, different um, crawl patterns and things like that. Um, you can do different types of meditation, um, uh, like a yoga nidra. Um, you can do body scans, breathing, um, all kind of different like, things to just bring your body into a, a relaxed state. So I'd have, you know, from saunas, uh, to um, I tried lots of different things to ox- uh, hyperbaric chambers, um, but just be aware that like your brain could respond differently to any one of these um, these things that I'm saying. Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. um, mine was uh, didn't respond very well to meditation, uh, <laughs> which I loved it a bit prior, but. <laughs> Okay. Afterwards, the accident couldn't didn't respond well to a meditation at all. <laughs> um, purely because closing your eyes, I had such a big problem with my eyes that oh, close your eyes to do meditation, and it was just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so those different things. It's um, and then like any injury, it heals naturally. So um, it's more about the time frame um, and just having those basic little patterns that you can achieve and do and um 
wait out that time. If you have, say, a major concussion, whether a TBI or something, and you've got some changes, then I'd suggest you see your OT and your um, your occupational therapist and um, your neurologist and things like that to mm-hmm. um, kind of set those different routines that you have. But with concussions, it's more about that uh, that initial diagnosis and then going, okay, like just relax for mm-hmm. the next three weeks or everything about your life's going to be harder for three weeks. And then, but once that's done, it's gone. It's to uh, increase everything slowly. So mm. after the initial three weeks, it's not just like, great, I'm just going to go and uh, surf six to 10 foot waves again. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go and surf a two-foot wave, a three-foot wave, build yourself up slowly after that. So mm-hmm. whether if you surf or if you're uh, football or whatever it is, just it's a slow progression after that. So. Probably the same if you're not even a sports person, you know, like if you if you just have it in a car accident or something like that, it would yeah. be the same thing, you know. Yeah, like if you take three weeks off, don't yeah. go back and start out a 10-hour day. Yeah. Like just do but try and get part time or try and mm. or if you do start back be really aware that by the end of the day you're going to be a mess and <laughs> make sure you tell your partner because <laughs> <laughs> often they have to sit yeah. by yeah was that something that Nikita needed to sort of learn herself actually because you would be a different person for a while hey yeah for sure yeah for sure she was really great with that um, just yeah just those each push was quite a big backlash so um you know i could be just on the couch and questions could be coming at me and it should be like ah (laughs) you've pushed yourself again (laughs) right yeah so like i've i've had we've had those times throughout and she's just been really great you know and you know just kind of working around the work yeah that i'm doing and um yeah yeah it's kind of a process for the whole family or the whole mm. support team yeah yeah especially with concussions uh, um just a very specific question did you look into diet at all and and changed it up a little bit like getting uh, more yeah I, I guess i'd only briefly touched on that with um naturopaths mm-hmm. um but um yeah so there that was a, a huge help all right lots of um <clears throat> so i had different i had lots of different um naturopathic remedies mm-hmm. that I found helped mm-hmm. um, from just different fish oils. Um, I had different magnesiums that could um, help oh, that cross the cross into the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, same with the fish oil. Make sure that one, there's ones, different ones that are good for the brain, different mm-hmm. ones that are not as good. Um, else there's a lot of things you can take i think i just used it for more specifically what i wanted out of it um i I took a lot of melatonin um which is just basically for sleep Hmm. um i took a lot of um oh oh, there's some names of these things that Mm -hmm. i don't know but there's like i spent a lot of money there (laughs) <laughs> yeah but um lots of different powders <laughs> lots of different tablets um super happy with all of it though yeah um 
you know, sometimes you're like, is this really doing anything? <laughs> Your brain is the most powerful thing there is. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes you might go, what is this stuff doing? Yeah. But it's because your brain's basically overriding all of it anyway. Um, but it does help in yeah. the long run. Yeah. yeah. Love so. your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's a great protocol. Thanks for sharing that. I think that will help people really to, you know, to to, to feel that themselves into well a new existence really like because of, you know that concussion really changes i guess how the world looks for them but um mm. if someone is just at that space or, or their relatives you know want, want to figure out okay how can we actually help this person how how do we get on that journey mm. what would be the sort of the top three things that you would do like at the very beginning when you know okay this is a major concussion we just have that had that news that was a really heavy one what would be the three things you would recommend people doing to put that set them on the right path um and they've had, had the diagnosis mm. and they've got the doctors that mm-hmm. have yeah so they're obviously a pretty key part um but i would have to say um a routine uh to set some stability in your life that's going to be chaos for a bit um a psychologist for sure and some type of um okay in the routine i'd probably have part of like a you know whether it's a walk or um just something to start your day um like a breakfast routine a walk or anything like that um to start your day because that's when your brain has the most bandwidth as such that's when it's going to have the your best chance of functioning that day okay. before it does turn to a bit of chaos. Hmm. And I guess, you know, the psychologist is going to kind of help you understand that it is chaos, um, especially if it's a severe concussion. Um, and then the third I'd have to say um, would be some therapy, some type of um, something for yourself, like a, a hyperbaric chamber to a, Uh, like an infrared infrared sauna like we're sitting in in Mm -hmm. here right now um to something like pretty not too aggressive but some type of therapy Mm -hmm. um yeah that would probably be my top three cool yeah yeah so what are your goals going forward you're you're going strong again Mm -hmm. and um do you have some certain goals that you're you're working towards um i do (laughs) <laughs> uh haven't stopped <laughs> yeah so yeah i i guess i've come back from the head injury and i guess somewhere in the, you know but prior to having it i wanted to win a world title um and i felt like that was taken away at the time but i feel ever so close now to be able to to achieve that um and you know there's a lot of good surfers out there right now um but it's i feel like i'm at a recovery point where you know i can give it my best shot um whether or not that happens that's a different story but i that's my goal that's my mm-hmm. my dream if it happens it happens if it doesn't you know you've gone and tried your best mm. um And I feel like I've ticked off a lot of boxes that with my recovery along the way, it's kind of been a bit of a health journey as well. 
to be able to put myself into a place to go for a world title mm. is your health has to be back up there and sleep's happening and um, life's good and yeah that's kind of a bit of a goal epic that i'm working towards yeah oh yeah. great hey i normally finish off podcasts with, with three more or less simple questions mm-hmm. um one is um just like what are the three things that get you up in the morning out of bed like what are the three motivators for you to you know all right mm-hmm. you know day starting yeah yeah well Vali, <laughs> yes comes in. yeah can i have a can i have a banana <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that gets me out of bed <laughs> uh the second thing is if I didn't get out of bed when that happened, it's something falling over in the kitchen. Oh, what's he smashed? <laughs> uh, but no, like it's it's definitely yeah a lot to do with yeah at home. It's a lot to do with my family. You mm. know, like what are we going to do? Are we going to go to the beach or, um, you know what what have, what I got on to for the day? So I love I love to think about going surfing. So just to look at the ocean. That's um, that definitely gets me out of bed as well. Um, but man, mostly it's it's my son that mm. gets me out of bed. Mm. Tell you what, <laughs> sounds familiar, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> you could you know what I'm talking about, hey? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's uh, it's seriously like a year alarm clock, like five thirty. Yeah, pain and pleasure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has this one saying that's, Dad. I hear the birdies. I hear the birdies. I wake up now. <laughs> <laughs> and if the birds are going off at four, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's kind of, I know, it's not, it's not, it's pretty, pretty cool way to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, what's the, the second question would be, like, what's, what's the one thing that you, that you're really into at the moment? Like, you know, could could be anything really, but you know, what, what's the one thing that's like, you know, this is new for me. This is this is what I really enjoy right now. Oh yeah, right. Um, for me, I'm uh, really into um, kind of building a house. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yep. right into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Instagram. You yeah. monitor the whole thing and you know share it with with the masses. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So just really loving that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess you can have the stressful side of building a house, but I've kind of seen it as like a hobby, like yeah, I'm building a house. This is quite fun <laughs> and trying to figure out all the different ways and, oh, what do you, what do you like and what do you want? So first house that I've built. Yeah. So and it was lots, lots of friends involved as well. That must be fun. Yeah. It's great. All your mates are there. Like, yeah. I guess that's the age we're all at and you know, there's, everyone's kind of doing their jobs and whatnot so it's it's um it's a great time yeah Yeah. not really into it nice yeah the last question is quite a philosophical one Mm -hmm. um there's no right or wrong of course but why do you think we exist like why do you think we actually on this earth Mm, for experiences yeah i um i don't know if there's some great meaning as to like we're all um here to achieve something or anything like that but i definitely do believe we're here to have experiences Mm. um whether they're good or bad or whatever you however you see them then it's an experience so um yeah i do believe that cool cool love that yeah and thank you so much for coming no worries thank you for having me yeah no it was great so thanks for your time and um that sharing was amazing and 
And good luck. I hope yeah. it goes all well. I'm sure it will. It sounds like you're really well set up. And, you know, th these types of bruises that one gets along the way, where more than a bruise, yeah. can really, you know, make you stronger. It sounds like it's definitely the case for you. Yeah. Yeah. So far, so good. Good support team. And, um, yeah, we're, we're well underway. Awesome. Yeah. Go well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on the sauna show today. If you would like to keep posted on Owen's journey, you can follow him on the Instagram handle O-W-R-I-G-H-T. Also, please do subscribe and review this podcast to get the word out about all things health and wellness. And please leave a comment on one of our sites with any suggestions of future guests and topics that you would like to hear about. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Sauna Show. And our website is thesaunashow.com. My name is Sebastian Mirau. And this episode was sponsored by Clila Jacuzzi Saunas, the world's leading provider of superior quality full-spectrum infrared saunas. Until next time, have the best day ever. The information, views and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure or prevent any medical conditions. Neither the host, Sebastian Miro and Johannes Kettelhort, nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast.